Welcome, everybody, to episode 161 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me shilling second-rate golf shoes at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me, per usual, is Ty. Where can we find you chasing driver MPH using footwear? With footwear, huh? You can find me doing most of my golf shenanigans on Twitter at SEATJK. Thanks for bringing up. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell everyone that I hit a driver speed today that I haven't seen in five years. <laughs> the uh, We're going to get around to this whole footwear business in a bit. Okay, because I'm curious. I don't think I know what you're talking about. Oh, good. All right. That's great. Um, uh, you know, but we've got a lot of, uh, we got a, again, like COVID, COVID podcasting is a bit of a potpourri. <laughs> I find myself living under a rock for the most of the week, only to have to like come out here and like try to drum up some drum up some podcast business. But we always seem to find stuff. But it's well, not. It's once again the rundown is pop culture in the fir- in the first segment, life <laughs> yeah. strategies in the second segment, <laughs> and existentialism in the third. It's what we promised. It's what we bring to the. To the well, game, yeah, so. and and it sort of just happens naturally now, which is it, kind of a which is a kind of a funny thing. It is. It's like we're on an escalator every time. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to talk about, uh, you know, worthless awards, um, second or third tier, fourth tier kind of, uh, you know, sports brouhaha's <laughs> <laughs> and a trip to uh, a segment we haven't done in quite a while. The old would you rather? I can't believe it's been more than a year. Uh, crazy. Credit uh, to us for not relying on the crutch. <laughs> And not kudos to me for bringing it back out. <laughs> and uh, then a trip to the testes. And then uh, in the OT, we'll talk about, uh, you know, should I stay or should I go now? Hmm. Uh, but to start out today's show, just to, just to get the ball rolling, um, thoughts, about, thoughts about what you need to do, like, if, if, uh, you know, in the, in the apocalypse? Is, that, is, this, is, what, sure. is, this, uh, is this what you were sort of, uh, you know, sort of pondering earlier? Well, and I didn't take a chance to see if it was or get a chance to see if it was fake, but I did see somebody repost something about the CDC uh, issuing guidelines about how to survive the zombie apocalypse, just in case. <laughs> is that? I mean, is that really a funny joke to tell at this point to people? No, I mean, but I'm. I mean, there's a chance, you know, that there's no one said the apocalypse had to be quick. <laughs> That's right. It's a long, a long, a long tail. The long tail apocalypse is that? How, is that what we're doing? That's what history tells us occurs. <laughs> Outside of Vesuvius, it's pretty much sort of slowly undoing ourselves. I mean, the Middle Ages, it didn't happen, like, quickly. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, shit, what happened? But we're here now, and we're, there's more of us than ever. So it was, like, really just a little bit of a speed bump, a correction on the way, on the, yeah. on the up and to the right graph. Yeah, well, you never know. Yeah. You never know when you've hit the peak. You never know. See, that's the thing is you never know when you're, you've reached the peak. Right. Only history until will tell it's far you. too late. <laughs> until you look back and go, "Where the hell? Yeah, how come there are only two hundred? How come there are only two and a half billion people left on this planet? What happened to the other? Whatever that happened to the five of the five and a half? That's right. <laughs> in the in the spirit of preparing for the apocalypse, I Got it. just happened across uh, Cloverfield of all things, and I hadn't watched it in a while, and it was I didn't have anything else to do, so I just I watched it. And um, listen, uh, can I can I can I just jump on here with with Cloverfield? I would, no, I'm going to insist that I continue and you just wait and say whatever you want to say. <laughs> no, of course. I don't care. Yeah, what? <laughs> I'm I'm willing to run across a monster-ravaged city for uh, Yodette Usman. Yusman. Odette mm. Yusman. Mm. Every day. 
I would do it. No she, problem. Yeah. Okay. There. Still. Just, a, just a still. <laughs> Every day. Just say. Do you think that this is a terrible thing to say? I shouldn't say. <laughs> do you think that San Andreas is a different movie if like The Rock's daughter is like I don't know ugly? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyway, so I'm watching Cloverfield and I'm, you know, I'm, there's a part where they get to, um, they go through the subway and they get to a department store and mm. I'm just apoplectic that they don't immediately stop and change their clothes because they they were at a party. Right. So yeah. the guys are in like suits and dress shoes and the girls are wearing evening gowns and heels. The very first <laughs> thing I would do at my very first opportunity is get some goddamn sneakers. Right. And, and um, yeah, and you're absolutely right because I mean we should learn from Kyle Reese. If you if you end up in a situation, the first thing you want to do is properly prepare yourself for the action that's to come. Yeah, you're already in the middle of it. As soon as you happen across, the, if you can upgrade your kit on the battlefield, you have to do so. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. I think the lesson from the movie is just never dress up for anything. And after a year in the house. Um, I, I feel like I have fully adopted that strategy at all times. I'll leave the house in, in whatever I'm wearing. I don't give it rat's ass anymore. If I have to go to the pharmacy or whatever, whatever, I guess I'm wearing this hoodie and these sweatpants. I don't care. This is, this is the beauty of living in a tech town anyway. Like mm. this has been happening in Seattle for a long time where, where you can't tell when people have money because everyone dresses like so badly, like, cause everybody works in software. And so when people come in, like if you were a car salesman, like, you know, in the, in the old days, you'd say, you could look at their shoes, kind of see, oh, this guy, is this guy, is this guy a Porsche customer? Mm. But now you don't know, right? Some, some dude in like some shitty jeans and a hoodie and a ratty t-shirt and some, you know, some kicks rolls in. It's like, you better roll out the red carpet for this dude. Cause you never know. Yeah. You I like know. it. I prefer this. <laughs> it's like driving a sleeper of a vehicle. Right. And then, but then here's the thing, but you're right. In, in case of an emergency, you're, you're, you're prepared better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm ready to run from the zombies <laughs> or whomever at pretty <laughs> much all times. Or the space monster or whatever. Was, That's was why happening. it's so important to have, I have like these sweats I, that I shared with you, these joggers that I got at Uniqlo. And yeah. they're like. I got some. You did. And then the mm-hmm. wind stop kind, mm, yes. but they're not too hot. They breathe. Oh, I mean, it's temperatures 20 to 65. You're golden. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm very, my, my, my whole wardrobe is transitioning hard toward the Uniqlo. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're a bigger guy, they, they take care of you. Lots of good online choices there. But the last thing about Cloverfield, as we're running from the monsters, I kind of wish TJ Miller would die earlier. <laughs> I always wish he dies earlier in every movie he's in. That's a reasonable thing to wish for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he's, yeah. What's I saw? What did I say recently? It was underwater Cloverfield. Have you seen Underwater with Kristen Stewart? I have seen parts of it. Yes, it's underwater Cloverfield. They should just the Cloverfield is sort of like in parentheses that you don't see it. It's called <laughs> the movie's called Underwater, but it's really called Underwater Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. And and I just turned it on one day and I was watching it and like things are happening and then T.J. Miller showed up mm-hmm. and I was like I was like he needs to die soon. He should have already been dead. In that universe, he's dead. <laughs> anyway, watch Underwater Cloverfield if you have a couple of, you know, if you have 90 minutes to kill. It's, it's, not, it's not terrible. All right. I, All I, right. It's, I don't remember liking it. <laughs> Let's do the show. All Segment right. number one. 
So speaking of uh, worthless movies and worthless awards, um, the Golden Globes were on this week. And I think last year when the Golden Globes were on, we probably I probably pilloried it because it's it's generally just worth it for to hear Ricky Gervais like go off on people. Mm. And while I thought uh, Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler did an excellent job the last time they hosted, um, I I couldn't even be bothered. <laughs> I couldn't even be bothered. And and really because I kind of looked at some of the nominees and what was going on and. I mean, the Hollywood foreign press, I mean, they're just out to see. Like, I mean, people people are getting jacked on, about these things. And I just found myself thinking, okay, here's what I should do. We should take a look at some of these things. Okay. And, and just, sort of, just sort of get a feel for what's happening in the movie industry. Because as a person who really loved to go to movies, like mm-hmm. for me to be so far out of touch with this now makes me kind of crazy. But I was even looking, you know, you're looking for ideas, right? Like... You know, and not to steal an old reasons are uh, bit, but would you watch it? Mm-hmm. So we could just do this together, right? Okay. So let's if we start at the top for the best picture. For the record, or, I watched the entire thing. Did you? Well, my wife watches award shows, and I just okay. don't. You were you were just in the room. I was looking at my phone. Sure. For three hours. <laughs> was it was it entertaining? I mean, was the was the can I should I YouTube the monologue? Oh, actually, that's right. I was I was in the room and I was listening to a podcast and pausing it periodically when something looked interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and do the monologue. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I generally like comedy. I generally like these kind of things. So we'll see what... I mean, I'm sure I have 10 minutes somewhere, 15 minutes somewhere to do this. Okay, so... I'm sure there's a highlight package you can watch. <laughs> all right. In the, in the best picture drama, which is probably not where I should be fishing, mm-hmm. but this is the would you watch it? Or have you seen it? So we have the winner, which is Nomadland. Okay. Looks like David Strathairn and... Francis know, McDormand? Francis McDormand. Yeah. I, I don't watch these bleak things with Francis McDormand in them. <laughs> I, she's a great actress. I'm sure it's probably good. Yeah. Maybe at some point, but probably not. Got it. The father looks like an old Anthony... Uh, looks like Anthony... Uh, Hopkins. Hopkins is still. Where's my brain? Olivia Coleman. Yeah, that seems very English to me. That's a big pass for me. <laughs> Mank. I, I like Gary Oldman. This, I don't even know what this is about. It looks me pretty neither. entertaining. Promising young woman starring Carrie Mulligan. I heard good things about this. This is probably the only one of these movies that I will probably watch. I would watch it, but somebody else would have to put it on. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a good one to watch with the wife. She might like it. And uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 seems a little too historic for me. See, I almost always get to these history movies at some point. Yeah? Do you yeah. like you like a history movie? I like a stirring speech. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like righteous indignation. <laughs> so. <laughs> now imagine she's white. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a very good McConaughey impression. I was trying to get it out before you started I, talking again. <laughs> So I'm probably a half, like 0.5 out of five here is, uh, you know. I'll watch right. Mank at some point. I like Gary Oldman enough to yeah. watch him be manic. All right. So here's, now we get into, the, this is the thing that uh, that the Golden Globes does. They do the whole, uh, there's drama and then there's music comedy. Mm. Now, the winner here is Borat. I Okay. 
I mean, do we really have to see like Sasha Baron Cohen wear the banana hammock more? I mean, is this is this I don't something care about we're all? <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd to that. It's just <laughs> it's what he does. It's fine. But but I but here's something I did see Disney Plus's Hamilton. I did see mm. Hamilton, which did you, you did not sit through Borat too. No. No, I I, I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Was it funny? No. It had funny parts. <laughs> the, did, the... So so. The first Borat movie is pretty entertaining. Sure, I mean, just because it was new, different. Like, but I didn't, I didn't feel compelled to revisit Borat Land. It wasn't like it wasn't really about Borat though. Like in the same, you know, I mean, not that it was in the first one either. He's always doing it to sort of his whole bit is to do comedy to put people in to admit, sort of say the quiet part loud, right? That, uh-huh. that speak out the things they truly believe, right? Um, and there's a lot of that, and you, there, this movie is about that. Yeah. And there are some funny parts, but right. as a whole, I wasn't like an like I wasn't entertained throughout, and it wasn't a great moving growing experience to the point where I will watch it again. Right, gotcha. Yeah. All right. This this is a film by Sia, mm. the singer, called Music. Apparently, I, um, apparently insensitive toward uh, autistic people. I've heard that, so I don't know. But it's I mean it's being awarded, and she likes well, to swing from the chandelier here. Yes, from the chandelier. <laughs> I, I I don't have an opinion about the the potentially offensive content. I don't know. See, is just a weirdo. So <laughs> I think anything is possible. Right. I would see this Palm Springs movie. I have seen it. You should see it. It's good. It's funny. It's the one of the of these movies. It's the one that should have won. And then there's one called Prom. It looks like uh, two young ladies going to the prom together. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It looks like that. Yeah, okay. I'm just I'm just judging a book by its cover. It's terrible to have seen these uh, or t- these movies are on Netflix and they're you know available. Dodging them, I just don't even know because that's the thing about Netflix is it's flat, and it doesn't do a good. Honestly, the recommendation engine has just gone in the toilet. <laughs> like you know, people because people are just watching random shit now. Like people just like turning on stuff, and so the 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 algorithm is just like I don't know what these people want to watch. Honestly, I, I'm clueless. The I'm only thing it reliably shows the only thing it reliably shows me is action movies and sci-fi. It's like here you're gonna you watch these things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a potpourri here of things that probably I might watch. I'll probably watch uh, Pieces of a Woman starring Vanessa Kirby. Okay, I hear it's good, and I, I think she's good in you know in action movies. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so I think I should support her drama career as well. I you know, um, there's Carrie Mulligan. It is kind of a there's kind of a lot of blonde it girl going on 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 the Golden Globes. Um, specifically in the uh, best actress in a motion picture musical comedy, five blonde women, Mm. which is an interesting thing. Like I don't really get hung up on identity very often, but it Mm -hmm. was just it in this day and age, it's sort of just like it caught my eye. And I thought to myself, um, this is perhaps the, the best picture of Anya Taylor joy that I've ever seen in my whole life. And then I saw her and then I saw her do then I saw her doing some ad and I thought to myself Okay, so Anya Taylor-Joy new it girl, right? Uh-huh. So so She's been around. Can, yeah, but I think she's got a she's she's got a heater right mm-hmm. now. For sure. So are we going to what kind of heater are we going to put her on? Are we going to put her on kind of a Jennifer Lawrence kind of heater? A ScarJo no, kind of too heater? Weird. Too weird. Kira Knightley? Maybe. Kind of heater? Maybe. In that joy in that in that in that uh she can be, I think, the lead in, in the kinds of things she's the lead in, which are sort of moody. Slightly um, odd. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see her. But I don't. I don't know anything about her. She doesn't. I mean, she kind of presented herself in an odd way in the broadcast. Yeah. She had her hair like draped over her face. It was very strange. <laughs> and then I saw someone write up the fact that she'd been nominated and was like the first, um, the first woman of color. And, and I was like, wait a minute, what? And she's from. She's Argentinian. And it's such a U.S. press thing to be like, "Oh, you're from Argentina. You're you're a person of color." It's like that's not how the world works. <laughs> Just because well, then you're an she, idiot. Well, now Anya Taylor Joy is my favorite actress of color. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh... a. <laughs> but this oh. is this is this this uh, category ain't nothing but blonde women, which is great. I don't know. It's just funny to me. All right, how much? How many more minutes we have on the timer? Can I jump into this next? Just quickly to this. So speaking of, here's my segue. Speaking of films that I've never seen, uh-huh. that I wouldn't see, that are terrible, uh, I decided I would look up the um, the uh, basically movies that have Rotten Tomato scores of zero. Okay, <laughs> which means they're thoroughly unlike. And I thought, well, I'll just see which of these have I seen. I've, I must have seen some of these. These are critic zero scores, just to be these clear. These are critic zero scores, right. Correct. But they're they're not great movies. So the first one on this list is called Staying Alive, which is the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, mm-hmm. which is a terrible movie. Staying Alive? Yes. I'll have to Horrible. take your word for it. Uh, but Travolta just ripped in it. Anyway. <laughs> Important. <laughs> Important. I don't know. Just uh, Bolero starring Bo Derek. I don't have any idea. <laughs> You're too young to have the Bo Derek thing, but but when I was a kid, I know who she is. But yeah, I don't. Well, Bo, I've never Bo, seen a movie with her yeah. in it. Bo Derek gets anytime Bo Derek gets naked, we were there. We were there for it. <laughs> okay. And Bolero's like sort of a soft porn thing. But my favorite part of this <laughs> thing is this, uh, this 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 what it's about. It's Bo Derek plays a 23 year old who wants to lose her virginity. <laughs> Seems tough. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, she's really having a hard time, Bo Derek, losing her virginity. And she has to go to Morocco to do it. <laughs> yeah, because no one in America would, would sleep with her. I got to say, I need to talk about one more film who gets yeah. a zero. And we might have to come back to this list because Jaws, Jaws the Revenge is amazing because Jaws the Revenge is about Jaws who follows these people <laughs> from, from like the Caribbean all the way to like another place because he, he's, he's out for revenge on these people. He's mad. Including Michael Caine. <laughs> who, <laughs> who said he's never seen the movie. <laughs> and he said, I've never seen it, but I've seen the house it bought for my mom. So that's that's so that's great. <laughs> that's the best part about this. We have to come back to this list because the one line quotes they included here um, are just incredible, and I want I want to review them. Um, and some of them, especially some of the movies that I think some people have seen, like no one has seen Bolero. Oh, I oh I definitely. Have. <laughs> okay, but I want to talk about Highlander Two: The Quickening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, don't, well, don't do the, let's not do the show then. We'll come back to this because there's some amazing shit on this list. All right, no put one. it back in the rundown for another day. We'll, we'll put it back. We'll put it back in the I Ching. We'll put it. Uh, we'll roll it down. But anyway, Jaws, Jaws the Re- Jaws for the Revenge is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> if you say anyway. so. Yeah, I'm big on Jaws films. All right, segment number two. So in segment number two, we're going to get into the um, D-tier golf uh, brouhaha that's brewing right now. 
So, you better bring everybody along because not everybody is so steeped in golf Twitter as you and I. Really? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I will, of course, bring it up. So Ricky Fowler, famous golfer. and noted Too famous, or- you might say. And, and noted orange wearer. Yes. Is, is struggling with his career currently. Once a highly ranked and successful golfer has now dropped into, into the land where golfers don't want to go, which is below 50 like now 86 or something like that. So you don't get invited to all the best parties. Mm-hmm. You don't get invited to the masters and all this other stuff. But you get to do commercials. So, but Ricky Fowler is very commercially successful. He was very popular. He was flashy early on. So he had a, a uh-huh. following of youths. Uh huh. And that he's, that he's managed to carry along for a decade or more mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. He's in his thirties now. Yeah. So, 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 so he represents a certain thing. And to old school golfers like Sir Nick Faldo. <laughs> is that Sir Nick or is that Mr. Dick? <laughs> the Sir Nick Faldo, which you're a, you're, 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 you're a big fan of the player that was Nick Faldo. I'm not sure how you are with the celebrity that is Nick Faldo. I actually the announcer, most... the announcer that is Nick Faldo. Cause I can't fucking stand him. I just, I, I, I want to choke him on the regular. <laughs> I used to defend him. He's gotten markedly worse in the last couple of seasons. Um, this whole doing it remotely thing is clearly getting getting to him. He doesn't like. He doesn't let anybody else talk. He just talks constantly. Uh, I what I liked was Nick would wait and then would look at a move. He'd show you like, hey, look at this shot, and then he would talk about the way the player hit the shot. That's what I liked about Nick. Is that Nick was very good at being like look at how his weight is and how he's executing this. And it's like, it would be helpful to me, the golfer to understand, Oh, okay. I see with especially short game stuff, like to hit these different kinds of of difficult shots. Yes. He used to play the role of golf analyst. And now he plays the role of doddering, like, (laughs) like old golf man, which is just ridiculous. Well, it's almost like he's cutting a a golf podcast where he's just trying to like (laughs) drop jokes in all the time. He yes. he's off the rails. It's he's going full Bill Walton, <laughs> without nearly half the charm of Bill yes. Walton. Well, anyway, so Sir Nick finally, you know, he's been sort of. I think he's he's been taking pot shots at people who, again, who are much more commercially famous than he is. Mm-hmm. Cons- considering his only current like national campaign is Squares shoes, which are the <laughs> shoes that. That added seven miles an hour to my driver's swing. Have you seen Squares? Shoes? I've seen these commercials. Yes, that is his, like so. That's his, essentially that's his only national ad campaign is Squares shoes. Nick Fowl, Sir Nick Fowl, for Squares, that <laughs> shoes that nobody is going to wear. Like, but why? Since when would Nick Fowl? Why would Nick Fowl even be on? Like, who? How many people? How old do you have to be reasonably? I have to be on the younger side of anyone who's aware of who Nick Faldo is and what he accomplished. Right. Other than the fact, yes. Other than the fact he's been on TV, but like as far as how many people who watch golf, who follow golf, have actually seen him play, like a competitive, like where he was competitive. Yeah. Been a while. Right. Yeah. You to me, I think to the it. large majority of, well, maybe not golf because it skews so much older, but at least to 40% of the, of the golf audience, he's just the announcer guy. Yeah. Can I sell you on some square shoes? Would you would you wear them? <laughs> I, I th- no, I have Ty enough Keller. golf shoes that I don't Ty, wear as it is. Ty, Ty noted golf shoe aficionado would never be caught dead 
in the sh- anyway. So, um, so Ricky Fowler is miss is going to miss the Masters for the first time since 2010. And of course, Faldo couldn't help himself on Twitter but to rip him by saying, "Good news! If he misses the Masters, he can shoot another six commercials that week." <laughs> Zing! So, of course, of course, Twitter skewing young piled into Sir Nick, mm-hmm. and like you're a stupid old man, whatever, blah 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 blah. I thought it was a pretty mild burn, to be honest. It was a, it's a pretty mild. It's a pretty mild burn, but it kind of comes from a, it kind of comes from a really, a, a, like a stodgy old school place. Sure, right. And so Nick Nick follows up with, um, "Okay, sports fans, would, out of curiosity, would you rather have a boatload of cash or your name in three green books?" And he and he took a picture of his, the the books that they produced for the the Masters, the years that he won. Mm-hmm. So this becomes. The big question, like, when you, how do you strike this balance between professional and commercial success? Like, 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 does Ricky have does Ricky have a burn to make back to Nick Faldo other than shut up, old man? I I don't think so. I think Rick is. I think the thing about golf is that uh, unlike maybe some other commercial enterprises, it, it always comes back to what you did in the sport. Um, I mean, I think that's true for most sports, but golf, I don't know, because golf is, it's, you're just playing yourself, right? You're playing against everyone else, but you are in complete control. So it's not like being, you know, an athlete on, in a team sport that never won a championship, but made a, had a huge contract and a bunch of endorsements. You can sort of live on that. There's a million of those people, like, especially basketball, basketball's infamous for people who like landed gigantic contracts and, but are terrible. (laughs) Sure. Yes. And then you have to argue, like, what's the measure of success, right? right? Well, you made this much money playing sports. Isn't that, you know, great. And then I think, you know, Nick is probably bitter that I don't think he broadcasts because he wants to. I think he broadcasts because he needs the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because At least in make, part. He didn't make, yeah, like, there's this whole He was pre-Tiger of, Woods purses. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. it. That's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's two kinds of golfers. There's the pre-Tiger golfer and the post-Tiger golfer. Yeah. Post-Tiger golfers are just a wash in cash. Yes. And have, fly private and do all kinds of shit. <laughs> and, and it doesn't really matter if they win. Like, because, you know, you know, Ricky's won a few times. He won the players. I mean, it's, you know, the, he won the, the fifth, the major, the best of the rest. Tournament, yep. but for the most part, his career is relatively insignificant. I mean, he, you know, he had he he got second place a few times. Like he's sort of Sergio Garcia without the major victories. Yeah, just kind of a, but he's he's around. Yeah, but and like again, thought people, it was going to be more. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody right. expected more, thought it was going to be more, and he's just slowly kind of petered out. Um, yeah. So I don't think he can. I don't think he can come back at Faldo because I do think that my name's on the trophy is ultimately when, it, especially in golf specifically. Because it's not a team sport. Yeah. We're all playing the same golf course. Right. I won it. You didn't. Yeah. And I'm, and, but, in, but in fairness to Ricky, he played the post-Tiger Augusta. Yeah. That's a much harder golf course than the one that Nick won on. <laughs> True. The, uh, and, and the thing is, also with Ricky Fowler, J.K. JK Simmons is carrying him around through half those commercials anyway. <laughs> right. Ricky's mostly just reacting. He just doesn't do anything. What's your favorite Ricky at? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I want to say the vulture one just because it happened so many times. <laughs> it's probably like the, what does PMI even mean? 
Rick. <laughs> See, that's that's the that's the best one. That mostly because that's the kind of thing you could scream at him after he makes a putt if you're one of those right. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, what would your choice any, be? Any, well, any any the the uh, the rocket mortgage one where he's like sitting in his backyard and that guy's like his neighbor's like waving at him mm-hmm. like he's got a neighbor. <laughs> the um. All time's favorite kind of sports commercials. Do you, do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you, does any? Does any sort of sports person in a commercial, like, gr- grab your? I know I just threw this at you. I didn't. Well, there's two. No, I have two. Okay. I have right off All the top right. of my head. It's the Marbury, Kevin Garnett commercial. Where they talk about the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue needs to be all nude but tasteful. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> yes. And then the one where Jerry Stackhouse is harassing Trey Wingo about his name. Come on, what's your real name? Trey Wingo. <laughs> Trey Wingo! <laughs> Trey Wingo. I still think about it. Every time I see a Trey Wingo tweet, I'm like, I want to tweet at him. Trey Wingo! My all-time favorite sports commercial, bar none, is the Allen Iverson Jadakiss commercial. That's a good one. It's, I want, I, I'll pull that up on YouTube at least once a year. So I don't know why. I just love it. It just, it just bubbles over with like coolness and like attitude. Well, it's because Jadakus is a really good rapper who just never really had a good album. Yeah. And I know there are people out there that are getting, probably getting mad at me right now, but just, I always felt like he was, I, his name, his name is Matt. No, I don't know. Is Matt going to cape up for, uh, for Jadakus? I don't know if anybody who listens to our podcast is going to get mad at me for saying that, but, <laughs> but there, are might, there are who, people who would get upset. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your, what's your answer though? Would you rather have the money or uh, the master titles? I'd rather have the trophies, man. Always. Yeah, exactly. I'd always take the, I'd always take the rings. Cause even, even a guy like Robert Ori can like throw the rings, right? Like, yeah, I got six of them. I mean, I, just I guess have, the I question mean, is, how much money like, does Cernic really have? Because the flip side is, if I'm Ricky, I know that I can golf the rest of my life regardless. Right. Because I yeah. have enough money to just right. do whatever I want. I'm, I can't verify this, but but Faldo smacks of guy who's made bad business decisions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like he's made bad investments in things and that just didn't work out. And like right. it cost him millions of dollars. Like he, he I lost sure. eight and a half million dollars in some bad business deal. Like a Florida strip mall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some shit. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. There's, I can't confirm that, but yes, he does. He does smack of that. Um, I just right before, quickly before we move on, I, I was reminded of a random thought here that I had last night that I realized that the phrase fuck you money, mm. which I always thought was enough money to tell, tell people, no, fuck you. I'll do what I want. Right. Actually is people with money with enough money to say, ha ha ha. Fuck you. <laughs> do you see the difference? <laughs> Not fuck you. Leave me alone, but uh-huh. no, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do nothing about it. Exactly. There you go. That's what right. I thought. Yes. I, I, that's Not a, like that's in a, the biblical that's a, sense. No, that's, a, that's a sinister <laughs> turn, but I think, you've, you may, I, I think you might have it. I think that's where we're at. You know, with people with the, with the billionaires getting richer in the pandemic, it's it's not fuck you money. Right. It's no, it's no right. I'm going to fuck you money. No, yeah. like yeah. Mm-hmm. It used to mean I can be indifferent toward you, mm-hmm. but now it's I'm going to crush you out. I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to take away all the things that <laughs> you love in your life and you're going to be destitute and, and I'm going and to. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and ha ha. It's terrible. All right. Well, there things are, are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Segment number three. 
the hardest would you rather questions I could come up with. Let's look at the questions, shall we? And why don't you guys play along at home and see what you would have said as well. Actually, you know, it's funny that segment number two is kind of a segment number. It was kind of dovetails into segment number three because it's kind of a would you rather. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I thought you did it on purpose. I don't know. Did you should have just said you did. Subconsciously. <laughs> subconsciously. You're smarter than you realize. I am. I, again, I think thematically, it's just sort of in our, it's in my blood now. Like, it's just sort of a... Which of these you know. types of shit sandwiches would you rather eat? <laughs> Sometimes. I like, I like the shit on the top and <laughs> above the cheese and the cheese above the meat, right? Like... When you're building a sandwich from the bottom up, it's yeah. bread, then the mayo, then the meat, then the cheese, then the bread. And then above the cheese, if you like the lettuce and tomato, that's where it goes. Right. All right. Just want to make sure that we're there. I like the cold side and the hot side. You can put them together. <laughs> make shit DLT. <laughs> All right. The today's... Oh, here we go. Would you rather? Again, I don't think a... you've ever done this to me. I think every time we've done this, I've read them to you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, this will be fun then. All right. Would you rather be lost in a bad part of town or lost in the forest? This is pre, pre-cell phone. <laughs> because um, being, being lost, like, so before you answer this question, I'm just going to tell you that my daughter's going to start driving here in a month or two-ish. And I don't worry about her at all. Like, well, I worry about her. But not, I don't worry about her getting lost because she got a phone. Uh-huh. Right. Right. So you have to take this into account when you uh when you when you uh when you think would you rather be lost in a bad part of town or lost in the forest? In the forest. Cuz it's just I can handle that. There's no there's no forest situation that I feel I am unprepared to handle. Like the revenant? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to have sex with a bear. That seems bad. <laughs> You don't want the bear to have sex with you. I think that's really the. Uh, he has thing. the money then. <laughs> he's got the. He's got that forest. Fuck you, buddy. Because <laughs> yeah, bad part of town involves other people, and people are unpredictable. Yeah, the forest is predictable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't handle. I don't handle rough ruffians very well. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hardened. I'm not built in a way that that lets me encounter sort of rough. You know, rough and tough people. You like don't. Enti- tough- I don't think you entice conflict though, because no, because I'm big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, like, should should like those kinds of situations arise? I'm not. I'm not well equipped to to deal with them. I'm not. Uh, I'm not tough. I'm not streetwise. Yeah, I still have the Wolverine inside me. <laughs> like, it's not as honed as it once was, but uh, there's definitely a part of me that understands that if I'm ever put in a situation where it's it's you or me. It's fucking yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Got it. <laughs> All right. It gets good to know. Not you specifically. Oh, yeah, sure. It's I mean, unless you were trying to kill me, then it's you. <laughs> and yes, you. <laughs> it's, yes, it's you. All right. Would you rather wear a... In for for uh, Since we're men. Would you rather wear a tuxedo every single day or wear a bathing suit every single day? Oh, God. Well, I mean, I'm going to be cold in a bathing suit, right? That's just shorts. That's, um, I guess a tuxedo, just for sheer practicality. You could do more in a tuxedo. Like, if you were wearing yeah. a tuxedo, you can go everywhere. Yes. I can take the no jacket one, off and roll the sleeves up and be a normal no, person. No one's going to throw you out. No, you have to wear the full tuxedo. 
at all times. <laughs> during your during outside the house. I guess, yes. A tuxedo still. Because, yeah, I, yeah, I have a shirt on is number one I'd when I'm to, in the world. I'd love to go to the driving range and be like, Who am I, Matthew McConaughey? Is <laughs> that fucking guy in the tuxedo. <laughs> I mean, that's a... Uh... I think I know the I think I know the answer to this one for you. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? I don't think animals are that interesting. And they're probably <laughs> gonna tell me things I don't want to know. Like I just had a conversation with a buddy about the fact that he, he sent me a video and it was like this guy sitting outside in his I think he's watching golf, I believe is from one of the golf accounts, and there's he's like surrounded by cows and he's like in a lawn chair. And I'm like, yeah, you know, cows are a lot more like dogs than we want to admit if, if you want to keep eating steak. Like, they're not stupid. They're, right. they're, they're, the cows are all around him, and it looks like a person sitting among their pets. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't want to hear from the animals because I'm going to he- hear some, like, bleak, terrible things. <laughs> and the other thing is, like, a self-interested thing. So definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. I I figured you'd want to know the history of things. I mean, you're you like knowing things, and you that would just give you absolute like bar to hawk for the rest of forever, right? You'd be able yes. to pick up a a pen and say this pen was first bought by a. It would make you annoying, but uh, <laughs> I'd be a detective. It'd be pretty, it'd be, yeah. No, you might have some bleak shit like come up. Like you might pick up a, a like a dinner knife. Yeah, but I'm, like, like, aware of human shit. Like, I know what people do to each other. They're the worst. Yeah. I don't like, want to hear directly from the animals about how they feel about how they're treated. I don't want to hear. You I don't, don't want you, any. You don't want sh- some sheep to go, man, I have to stand out here in the dark, man. There's some shit out here. <laughs> if, it, if it's, like, Beastmaster, where they, like, do what I want, <laughs> then I'll pick the animal stuff. Like, if it's what Aquaman. If had, but what if you had to dress like the Beastmaster to talk to the, the, the animals? I'm, I'm in. <laughs> if I can control the animals, I'll dress like the Beastmaster. <laughs> That makes sense to me. <laughs> that makes sense. You have to blend in. They they want you know they, they want you to feel like you're part of the. Well, you're just gonna wear a loincloth and do, you know these like high leather boots. Then I can get a, lost in the woods and a and a headband. <laughs> sure. Oh man, would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along to any song you heard? Sing along. I mean, because I can sing quietly. Um, yeah. I mean. Dance anytime you heard music, all the time. No, <laughs> can't listen to it in the car. You'd have to no, leave. right? Yeah, well, you can my... dance. You can dance in the car. You probably dance in the car already. You're probably one of those boogie, those boogie people. Only when I'm drunk driving, <laughs> <laughs> which is most of the time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, I. That's the only time I can think about like actually dancing in the car. Though is like riding in a car with a buzz, not driving the car, riding in a car. Right. Like, where there's right. music on. One time I was uh, driving around here in the town and I was parked, I was at the uh, stoplight and, um, and I was singing a song in the car mm-hmm. and it was uh, Katy Perry's The One That Got Away and <laughs> I was singing it, was. it really loud and it was in another world, in another, uh, I would be your girl and I was mm-hmm. singing it really loud and I looked over and these old people were looking at me. Oh, that's, this old, this old that's man better than woman. young people. <laughs> You don't care what the old people think about you. <laughs> young people saw you doing that, you'd be mortified. Nah. No, I wouldn't. It's still pretty funny. They were just kind of looking at me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just singing some Katy Perry. Leave me alone. Rock on, dude. <laughs> Rock on. 
35th anniversary of Metallica's Master of Puppets today. So, oh my god, 35th anniversary. Pass. <laughs> what do you mean? It's one of the greatest albums ever made. No, I don't want to hear about that. I don't need to hear that Master of Puppets is 35 years old. I'm like old enough as it is. We're in that like I, I, we talked about this before, but this thing where like athletes that were drafted when I was already an adult and already right. an adult have, are now retiring. I can't take it. No, that's like yeah. What's going to be funny is like players that I watched whose kids played and they oh, yeah. retired. Like when Steph Curry retires, I'm going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I saw his entire career too. Anyway, all right. Would you rather have chapped lips that never heal or terrible dandruff that can't be treated? Oh, God. Uh, the dandruff. Because <laughs> that's hat. like that's only a problem like for you. Like I'll get used to it and just be like, well, that's, it is what it is. <laughs> the chapped lips is just awful. <laughs> Like it's painful, it's uncomfortable the whole time. Like I'd be like, I'd never, I'd never be able to stop thinking about it. The dandruff I could stop thinking about, even if it grossed everyone else out. <laughs> yeah, the lips would really, the having like really bad chap lips all the time would be. Yeah, that would not be great. I can't stand it when I have a little bit of chap lips. Period. <laughs> Licking them constantly, and then like, like I don't know, uh, in search of a chapstick. I have like 15 emergency, ch- emergency, <laughs> can't speak, emergency chapsticks. They're all ready to go. They're really? like different. Just, le- no, it's like, I have like four. I have like a regular one and then like a, a better one and then a medicated one and then like the super duper medicated one. Yeah. Right, right. The, the, uh, sometimes it's windy outside. <laughs> the intense lip therapy. Mm-hmm. That's the, the that's, that's like the gel. ski hill one. You get home from the ski hill. You got to put that intense <laughs> lip therapy on, man. <laughs> That's true, man. They, I don't miss skiing because I I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I take the kids now, and it's fine, and they go they go off and do their thing, and I usually have a cup of coffee, and I read in the car, and I just sort of I walk around a little bit, and uh, man, I do not miss getting up on that hill. <laughs> I miss I it miss, a little bit. I miss being able to have the ability, the physical ability, to get up <laughs> on the hill. <laughs> But I don't miss being up on the hill. I don't know. It was really I, fun. I really did enjoy snowboarding for 20 years, the 20 years that I did it. But I'm just like, now I'm just like, eh. It's the driving and the preparation for me. Like, I, I would still go if I could just be there. Right. It's the, 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 all the effort required to get there that I just can't do anymore. My kids are like firemen now like we mm. pull up into the lot and they jump into their shit and they're gone like it's funny because we'll, we'll pull up and there'll be people who've been there a while who are getting their stuff together and my kids will be on the lift and those people will still be like at their oh, car yeah. like dicking around i was like that too when i was young man skiing was like one of the th- my main things and then i just sort of drift slowly drifted away from it and but you're definitely not interested in getting your kids into skiing at this what point. a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> My younger daughter is one of the most naturally athletic children I've ever seen. And she's like, I don't want to play golf. There's a lot of walking. I'm like, oh my God. This is, I can't be dealing with this for my whole life. Please, can we do something at, like that involves moving? No, I have to move. I don't want to move. Today, we have a system. We have a, like a three strike system, right? Like name on the board. And then you get strikes mm. on the on the fridge for bad behavior. Okay. This morning she got her name on the board because she was too lazy to get off the couch to clear her cereal bowl off the table. She basically just like it's just a warning anyway. Who cares? 
I was like, oh my God. That's when you just take the hose to her. Just like get the garden hose and just spray her down on the She's couch. not even seven yet. <laughs> well then get her into skiing. Maybe she'll like skiing. No, I just gotta get I gotta get him back into soccer. That was working. Yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta burn you gotta burn that up. Burn the energy out. Yeah. There's no well I it's they I need to get them doing something. I don't think skiing will work because she needs the she needs it to like culminate in something. Mm. Right? Like soccer works because there's a there's a game and it's played and people score goals. And so there's a there's a structure and a, f- a finality to it. Skiing is just a leisure activity. I think yeah, she'd be like go, go, she would go, go up and probably be good at it immediately and then be like I don't want to come back. <laughs> go to the top, come to the bottom, go back to the top. I don't see the point, dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you're just like, oh god. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what part of the show this is? Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. The stupidest things ever said. What's that clicking? I don't know. My head, my headphones are making like a funny. Oh, I thought you were like just tapping on the desk like a moron. I was like, we're recording a podcast. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just my. It was like my headset. All right, it was weird. It's old. I think it's just old and creaky. Just, just and moving my, around a little bit in the headphones. Yeah, right. And it's just that you know, you know how the 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 cans on the on the headphones swivel. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just getting old and creaky. You like spray me. Some w, you got to spray some WD forty in there. <laughs> to buy some new ones for God's sake. They're not. Yeah, they're not prohibitively expensive. I don't know. I don't know. what I'm waiting for. I mean, we've only had these things for like twenty years. Headphones are the kind of thing that you can spend as much money as you want on, though. Yeah, I mean, I would probably just get them from work. <laughs> Fantastic. I would All just right. order a nice pair through my work portal. Nice. Yeah. All right. This uh, this is the sign on the back of a charter bus in Pasadena, California. It says, this vehicle stops on all railway crossings. We like to court death here on the charter bus lines. <laughs> Not for, on. <laughs> They have a they have a preposition problems. Mm-hmm. I ended the sentence with the word at today in Slack, and I was upset with myself. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm tired of working around it. With, I'll just end with a with, just <laughs> or an on. Just screw it. Like no one cares anymore. I do. Seriously, seriously, it's it's much it's much worse. I care. it's much worse when it's written. Like when people speak, like you know, fine. Because, you know, what? who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we, like, what is this, you know, Bridgerton? Like, I can talk however I want to now. But the, uh, but, yeah. When it's written, sometimes at, ending your sentence with at's really, yeah, kind of fucked up. I felt stupid. I didn't <laughs> like it. Stupid. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to slack that guy tomorrow and be like, for whom are we doing the demonstration? <laughs> <laughs> to whom are we, should I address this to? No, you can't say to at the end. That's the whole point of saying to whom. To whom should we go with? Oh, God. That's the worst. All right. This is a sign that was on an elementary school playground in New Jersey. It's a champ. It says champs in an acrostic. Okay. So it says playground expectations. And then down the left side, it says champs. And the C says, C, outside voices, appropriate words and language. H, find a teacher or adult. A, dash, doing active sports for health. So we've got a an acronym in the acrostic that is unrelated. I got M walking, running, skipping, jumping, etc. 
That's a, just just that. Just walking, running, skipping, jumping, etc. Uh, then there's a space before the P, and on the space it says, keep your hands and feet to yourself. The P says, everyone moving and playing together. S for spots, remember them. So spots we got uh, here correctly on the well, acrostic. The P, was, the P was for playing. Yeah, you could, yes. <laughs> you could work backwards to get there, sure. I think H is supposed to be like, help, find your teacher or adult. C, I don't know, I don't know. I, just, I don't know, like, how could you post this? I don't know. That's, that's amazing. You know, like, I, maybe they just don't understand how it works. Like, we'll just make a, we'll make an acronym. <laughs> we'll make an acronym for this, and it'll be completely unrelated to anything we're doing. It's just we're going to write champs. I don't know. Maybe that's just the name of the program. Uh, <laughs> you know, I expect. Is it wrong for me to expect teach, my the teachers I encounter to be smarter? <laughs> um, I had a supply pickup this this morning for our children who are still. Going to school at home. Okay. Which is, you know, still first grade for me. Actually, my, my wife and I, for sure. Okay. Although although we have we have finally reached a tipping point on capability and independent, like, study. Like, the ability to actually do the assignment and read the instructions without too much assistance. It's It's right. been it's been pretty good since the holidays. Cross yeah. my fingers. All right. So, supply pickup. You go there. There's, like, a one-hour window. You got to swing in. Right, here, get the, here for, to get the, the science project or whatever. Yeah, you can't get out of your car, right? Yeah. So it's the bus line, so it's just all the parents have to go through these lines. If you get there right at 8.30, it takes five minutes. If you get there 10 minutes after 8.30, it takes 45 minutes. Right. And I'm in the line, and I was 10 minutes later than I wanted to be, thanks to the salad I ate last night. <laughs> I get to, like, first of all, here, here's the organization of the grades. It's K through uh, four at the school. It is fourth grade is first, and then kindergarten, and then third grade, first grade, second grade, as you would expect. <laughs> so I get to the part where I'm waiting, and there is a person in their car, two ahead of me, in the spot I need to be in, who is, and I watched the clock, in the car talking to the teacher five minutes. Five full minutes, there's at least 50 cars behind me. <laughs> there's an empty parking lot to our left, 10 feet to our left. It's one of those, this is the McDonald's, we're going to bring your fries out to you, out to you. can you go park over there? Yeah. I, I, I wanted to roll down my window and just be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> if you have questions. It's not a parent-teacher conference. If you need to have a conversation with a teacher, please pull to the side. Right. Or, 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 or schedule something in advance. It was just, I couldn't believe it was happening. It was, t- it just was wild. Like just, just have, I mean, and there's, you know, 30 teachers out there and not a one of them is like, Hey, maybe we should move this along. <laughs> Where's the do, principal? I had to do a science, uh, supply pickup, science experiment, supply pickup. And I picked it up and it was a, a, a Ziploc bag with two popsicle sticks and a couple of other sundry things in it. Like I, I drove to the school to get yeah. these popsicle sticks. And, oh yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, I don't know. Thought it was amazing. It's a yeah. great science experiment. But to defend in the defense of teachers, I you know they are trained. I know to get the information into your children's heads and have it stick as best as possible. And if they can do that, great. I don't expect them to be quote unquote. I someone, expect them to be professional. I expect someone, them to know what they're. I, I expect them to be good at what they do. Someone needs to be the supply pickup captain. <laughs> And that person could have a bullhorn. Sure. Maybe they don't get. Maybe they don't just don't get trained in like logistics like that. This is the this. My dad, who was a doctor, mm. 
Um, you, I think always, you've mentioned that. <laughs> my dad is a doctor. Um, always said to me, he's like, you know what? It's like they teach you to be a doctor, but they don't teach you how to run a business. So mm-hmm. I had to learn to run my own practice and my own business. I just had to learn to do it. Like, yeah. You don't get any training in doctor in doctor training in med school to say, here's how you run a business and a practice and how you treat, you know, how do you, how you make money at being a doctor? <laughs> right. No, they don't they care don't, about that. They don't care about that. No. And so maybe they need to teach, they need to do a little better job in teacher school. Well, and then I get to the end of the line and there's a car. There's more than one. There's more, there's basically there's room for two cars at every grade station. So I got to pick up for two kids yeah. get to the end. There's one car in front of me. And I pull as close to this person's bumper as I can get to make sure that somebody else can get, you know, to their spot behind me. Mm. And then the teachers, there's six of them. I sit there for 15 seconds before they come over to my car. And I'm like, I'm not like waiting to get out. I could have just gone around this car. I'm obviously here for the pickup. Anyway, it was, uh, you know what you have to do? You have to raise your hand. You're right. I should have just honked the horn. I should just laid on the horn. You should just open up your window and raise your hand. Raise your hand, and then they would have called on you. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm here for the pickup. See. And then my daughter's teacher came over. I've got a year of hair on my head. I've got uh, a mask on. I have sunglasses on and a hat. And she uh-huh. comes over, and she's like, and I start to say my, our da- you know, my daughter's name. And she's like, oh, of course. Oh, she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't recognize you. And I'm like, no shit, I'm basically wearing a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> no fault for you. All right, next we've got... Um, Sportscaster Mark Lawrenson says he's been consistently eight and a half or nine out of 10. You literally couldn't ask for more. <laughs> literally. Yeah. All right. And lastly, uh, we have a, a conversation from reality show Love Island. So, I, I love that show. Do no, you? I don't, I've okay. never watched Love Island. Is there, wait, wait, is that, which is the, what's the, there's Temptation Island. That hasn't been around for a long time. I have not, I have, Love Island. It's, a, it's, it's just hot people. Like trying to make out with each other. Why do you assume that I know what it is? Because you watch these shows. I do not watch. You watch the challenge. That's it. I watch the challenge. <laughs> that is the only. And Love Island. I don't know what Love Island is. <laughs> okay. It's a British dating show. All right, where the hot people make out with each other. I would assume. To... Yeah. All right. That seems. That seems okay. That's fine. Okay. What? So what's going on with Love Island here? <laughs> Contestant Georgia says. So what do you think about Brexit? Should I do the British accent? Haley Haley says, "What's that, Georgia? When we're well, when we're leaving the EU, so things like welfare and like things we trade with would be cut down." Haley, so does that mean we wouldn't have any trees? <laughs> so Love Island is an intellectual show. It is for the smartest of the smarts. <laughs> Man, those shows are brutal. I can't. I know people like them, but I don't know how. I don't, I, I don't know. If you, hey, I'm sorry. If you're a fan of Love Island or Temptation Island or any island other than Fantasy Island, which was awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody could explain to me why they love those shows. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, man, I don't know. Donald Trump got elected president, man. <laughs> like, who the fuck? That's all the same ball of wax, man. It, 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 it's yeah, you're right. It's you could draw. You could. You don't have to. You don't have to get too much twine out to sort of connect those, those, those crazy dots. Like no. this is what happens. This is what happens when people watch all this reality show stuff, and then Donald Trump becomes president, and then and yada yada yada, Trump becomes president. <laughs> uh, yes, 
but he's not anymore. So we'll just we'll just get past it. Oh yeah, we're past it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, things I'm are, past. Things it. are great. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> That's fine. No one else is. I'm over it. I'm fine. Everything's <laughs> great. <laughs> Let's do the overtime. Overtime. All right. So quick and dirty overtime. So Russell Wilson. Hashtag go Hawks. He don't want to be in Seattle anymore. Should he stay or should he go? He can't go. Um, The logistics of the dead cat money alone make it almost impossible to trade him. Um, I mean, you know, I I feel like the way I feel about this is well documented on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) At (laughs) S-E-A-T-J on the Twitter. When has it ever worked? Give me one example of a QB leaving his team in his prime to go somewhere else and it working out. In his prime. Not like Brett Favre on the Vikings. Right. Not like right. one year, one decent year of Joe Montana on the Chiefs. Right. When is it when is a when is a high profile quarterback, superstar quarterback ever changed teams and had that work out? Well, I mean, Brady. <laughs> this year. Okay. <laughs> But but your point is well taken. Brady is absolutely the exception to this rule. That's also but, like that's 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 far from the Vikings, really. Yeah, the um, quarterbacks make so much money, right? That that when you move them, they just they they shift the planet, right? That's just that's just how they go. And he's got one of those kind of contracts that would shift the planet. I mean, unless you could unless you could do whatever wizardry, I don't even know how. GMs work all this shit out, but he could take a whole bunch of deferred money, and the team could be better in the in the in the near future. And then the Seahawks would be hamstrung when he eventually left. Right, but, but I mean that's what but, you should do. But, but he doesn't. But he doesn't want. So at the point where you don't want to be in a place anymore, like I think we've all we've all been there, like at a job mm-hmm. where you're where you left that job weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean. Even though, even though, whatever, like you, once your heart leaves town, mm-hmm. like it's over. Like you have to, like, like just any sort of divorce, you just have to, you just have to move it. I don't even know. Part of me feels like at some point when you, especially someone like Russell Wilson, who's basically carried the the, the flag for the Hawks with his sort of, I know he's corny. I know. I love Russ. I actually, so I went through cycles with him, right? Uh Awesome, awesome rookie, like awesome, you know, early, early career. Oh, he's, you know, super Jesus-y with the tweets and he's weird. Like his relationships are weird. He's, he's, he seems like a weird dude, but also super active in the community in a positive way Mm -hmm. Um, is now in the, uh, he's now like corny in a good way. Like, cause he was always, he always had big, like dad energy and now he is a dad. And so it suits yeah. him. So now I've swung back to, I like his corniness. I find it endearing. Yeah. Yeah. So you would, you, would, so all things being equal, you would, you would like to see him stay. What do you watch the NFL? If you don't have a top 10 quarterback, you have no chance. Yeah. But the other, the other part is that. The, the teams that have the most success are teams that are basically ready to win except for a quarterback. And then you grab a quarterback and win, which either that, either that quarterback's on a rookie contract yes. or you get somebody like somebody like special, like Brady to show up for you. But, but 
the way the economics works, again, you just have to have enough oxygen to build up the rest of the team. Then you put somebody in place, you, you, you try to catch lightning and then win. And then the second you have to roll up the big money truck for your, for your quarterback, your, your window slams shut. I mean, Kansas City, so if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, get ready for the, your, windows are, your windows are shutting hard because, because Mahomes makes so much money. How can you, how can you feel the team? Right. We're basically the Packers, right? We're basically the same team. Yeah. Superstar quarterback. Maybe one or two awesome skill guys. Although Green Bay seems to be able to get blockers. That's the difference. Can you protect the quarterback? And Aaron Rodgers had his most statistically efficient season of his career. They didn't end up winning in the playoffs. That that was a weird game. Um, He didn't play well. So... He doesn't play well, they lose, right? Right. That's just the... you, You put all your eggs in that basket. But I don't think that the Seattle Seahawks are willing to build the proper basket <laughs> for for the egg we have. No, I think Pete is Pete Carroll, the head coach, is gets enamored of players who don't have the fundamental skills required to be successful in a league sometimes, and prefers. I don't know. I mean, it's it's very it's hard for me to be hypercritical they've gotten the most out of people that you know no one was really excited about bobby wagner cam chancellor you know even even a guy like richard sherman like the most out of these players at the time in their career but after that loss to the patriots in the super bowl what eight years ago now seven years ago now i was like this guy doesn't know how to coach in a football in a football game like it became a very clear that like Great. I don't know. Rah rah might work in the locker room, and your defensive schemes might be good, and Russ can run around and, and save the offense. But you don't even know how to coach in a foot in like an actual tight football game, and that continues to be a problem. Yeah. That's not Russell's problem. I mean, you just yeah. go back and look at the how many close games the Seahawks play, and it is mostly down to bad coaching, and how many one score games they win because something you know miraculous happens, right? Yeah, because Russ pulls a rabbit out of his hat. I mean, that's the but it's not a it's. It's not a long term. It's a long term success story building here. So, I don't know. I'm I'm personally of the mind that you know it's probably time to blow it up. Do the and then and go back through. I think Pete Carroll's too old to go through a rebuild. To be honest with you, so it's not. I can't believe he got extended in the off season last year. That was insane. Yeah, I just. I know he would have been a lame duck, but whatever. Fine. I just feel like there was a way to handle this, and I think that, um, I, unfortunately, and, and this is, I think Paul's death had a lot to do with Paul Allen's death. I think had more to do with what's happened in the last five years than almost any other single factor. Because I think yeah. that his trust was not interested in shaking the boat or rocking the boat, and to that end, Schneider and Carroll had a ended up with an outsized amount of power over the actual franchise. I think if Paul is still around. And sees what happens two year, two three years down the road with Pete Carroll. He, he turns the whole thing over. Yeah, he's like, "Sorry, John, you guys are gone." Yeah, Russ is the guy. You guys are out. Right. Yeah. Right. And I now mean, here we are with some power struggle between the corniest, oldest coach in the league. See, and negative the, and, corny. <laughs> negative and the corniest good quarterback in the league. Yeah, I well, think they've just they've worked together too long. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah dark days ahead. Really, yeah, it's going to be bad. Let's hope we're not the Bears. All right, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the 2-on-3 pod, where we look outward to help you look inward. Subscribe to and review the show, and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions. 
We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, go Hawks. <laughs>